Welcome to the Say It Out Loud podcast. I'm your host, Vasavi Kumar. If you're eager to gain clarity, speak with unwavering confidence, and liberate those inner voices, you're in the perfect spot. My mission here is to empower you to break free, find fulfillment, and ignite your passion. You ready? It's time to say it out loud. I've put together a guide of my top 10 tested and proven to work practical strategies and habits to help bright women like you say no, set your boundaries right, live confidently, and build healthy relationships, starting with the relationship you have with yourself. This is a self-paced guide, and I can't wait for you to dig into it so you can start becoming your most confident self because she's in there waiting for you. Head to the link in my show notes or go to vasavikumar.com forward slash guide and grab it today. What might work for me might not work for you. And it's the whole idea of self-awareness. And I think self-awareness is like the ultimate productivity hack. The more you understand yourself, your own personality, your own traits, your own tendencies, Mm -hmm. I think that's why all these personality tests are really interesting and helpful, whether it's DISC, Colby, Myers-Briggs, all these different personality tests that are out there. The more you understand them and how you maximize yourself, the more productive you are as a person. Hello to my brilliant Being Human with Vasavi community. I'm your host, Vasavi Kumar, licensed therapist, confidence mindset expert, business strategist, and a first-generation Indian immigrant woman on a relentless mission to bring you simple and tangible actions and advice to help you step up your life and business. Get ready for unfiltered and unscripted conversations with some of the brightest and realest people I know in mental and emotional health, marketing, and business to help you get out of your head and get moving. I am super excited to share a few ways that you can work with me. You can learn more about those at vasavikumar.com or on my Instagram page at my name is Vasavi. The first way to work with me is directly in a one-on-one VIP capacity. This is a very high-level, high-touch, personalized opportunity to dig deep with me by your side to excavate your limiting beliefs and work through whatever is stopping you from being, doing, and having anything you want. And you'll be taking a lot of action. The second way to learn from me and be surrounded by people who are committed to becoming the person they were born to be is through my membership community. Mind your own business. To join the community, head on over to VasaviKumar.com. And now it's time for another episode of the Being Human with Vasavi podcast. Self-awareness is the ultimate productivity hack. That was said by today's guest, who I'm going to be introducing to you very shortly. Tan Pham is the founder and managing director of Asian Efficiency and host of the Productivity Show podcast. So if you're looking for a new podcast about becoming more productive, more productive and efficient in your life, and this is not about getting more done, by the way, uh, Tan uses what he calls the T framework, T-E-A, time, energy, and attention. And this is the foundational set of principles that he uses to run his business. Uh, Tan's considered to be one of the top thought leaders in the productivity industry. He's been featured in places like Fast Company, Inc.com, Forbes, Huffington Post. And um, on a daily basis, he is responsible for executing his company's mission and helping people become more Asian efficient. And as someone who is South Asian myself, I am so excited to have Tan on the show. So uh, lean in. And grab a pen and paper and get ready to become more Asian efficient on today's episode of the Being Human with Vasavi podcast. 
Welcome back to another episode of the Being Human with Vasavi podcast. Hope you all are having a good day or afternoon, whatever, or good evening, whatever time it is for you as you're listening to this. Um, I'm super excited today to bring a friend on, um, Tan Pham, who is the founder of Asian Efficiency. And yes, he is Asian. So yes, he is allowed to say that. Uh, so I wanted to bring him on because I truly do consider him to be the most efficient, uh, person that I know. And given that this month's theme inside the Mind Your Own Business Membership community, this month's theme on the podcast, we're really going into how to really maximize your time so that you can be, do, and create anything you want. I think oftentimes we think, you know, we have so much to do. We don't know what to focus on. Everything um, that we want to do, we we see it as an urgency and that's not the case. And so I'm really excited to have Tan on to talk about his T framework, which I will let him get into. But first, I just want to welcome Tan. Thank you, Tan, for being here on the Being Human with Vasavi podcast. How are you? Yeah, good to see you, Vasavi, and thank you for having me. Uh, this is my topic. This is my specialty. I love teaching people how to be productive at work and in life. And so uh, whatever we can do to help people today to become more efficient and manage their time better, uh, I'm really excited about it. Absolutely. You know, the one thing, you know, y'all, if you listen to or if you if you follow Tan on social media or listen to his podcast, um, The Productivity Show, which you should definitely subscribe to and listen to. Um, one of the things that you'll see about Tan is that he has time to live his life. Like, I don't ever get from you at all, Tan, that you are some workaholic who's burning the candle at both ends. I see you truly living your life. Um, and I think, isn't that the ultimate goal of being productive and efficient? Yeah, when you think about time management or having more time or looking for a way to create all the things you want to do in your life and having that kind of opportunity, it starts with time. And what I think a lot of people underestimate is that time will just not come to you. Like you, you will not just find time. You have to make for it. You have to make time mm -hmm. for the things you want to happen. And so you have to be very intentional about, okay, if I want to accomplish this success or this goal, or I want to grow my business, or I want to have this loving relationship, or I have this money goal in my life, like those things don't happen naturally. You have to make time for it to actually put in the work and figure out a way to do those things. And I spend a lot of time doing the work and now, when people see me nowadays or they meet me, uh, like you kind of mentioned, uh, they say, oh, Tan is living his life and doing his thing and uh, he has time to do all the things he wanted to do. And that is true. But uh, what a, people, a lot of people don't see and didn't get to see was all the time in the past that I put into growing my business and systematizing everything that I have going on right now. And it was kind of a process and it took me a lot of like time and effort and trial to figure this out. And now I'm kind of like in the phase where I'm trying to give back and say, hey, here are all the things I've learned along the way of creating more time and living the life that you want so that if you want to spend more time with your kids or with your family or starting a side hustle or growing your business and you have the tools and the knowledge to do so. I love that you highlight that because I think it's very easy, you know, especially, you know, I would say the people that I bring on the podcast, right? It's very easy to look at them and be like, oh, but, you know, look at them. I could never be like that. Oh, you know, their success is so unattainable. I'm I'm really happy that you said that, um, that who you are today is in essence a byproduct of all the things that you've had to do behind the scenes that nobody knows about um, and really make the time for the things in your life and in your business that now have led you to have a more uh, freedom lifestyle. I don't really like that phrase, but, you know, just have, have, a, have a freer lifestyle. And now you have the ability to give it back. 
back, pay it forward, and truly be of service. So when you first started out on your journey, right, of really maximizing your time in your life and your business, how did you know what to make time for? Because there's so much we can we can put our attention on, right? So how did you determine what deserved the tea? What deserved the time, attention, and energy, and what didn't? How did you figure that out for yourself? Yeah. So one of the things we're known for is what you mentioned is the T framework, which stands for time, energy, and attention. And one of the things I've learned over the last 10 years of studying productivity and teaching it is that when someone wants to become more productive, you can start in many different ways. You can start to sleep more, you can eat healthier, you can like block off your calendar, you can buy a planner. I mean, there's like 10 million things you could be doing, right? And what I've typically seen is when people want to get on this journey of figuring out like, how do I become the most productive version of myself? Uh, there's three different tracks. You can have the time, you can have the energy, and you can have the attention that you need to be productive. And so uh, most people, when they first start off, they're looking for oftentimes the first currency, as I like to call it, because I see them as three different currencies. Mm-hmm. Uh, most people are looking for more time. And this is the path that most people start with. And that included myself, right? And oftentimes when people have the time for the things that they want to do, then they start to focus on, okay, I have the time now, but now I don't have the energy to do the things I want to do. I mean, how many of us, you know, uh, get off work and then we have like a side hustle or project or we want to do stuff outside of work and then we're too tired. We have no energy to do stuff, right? And guess what? You can have all the time in the world, but if you don't have the energy or the capacity to do stuff, nothing will get done. And then, typically after that will become uh, attention is detracted that people most people then go on because now you have the time and you have the energy but if you're focusing your efforts on the wrong thing you can go on this trajectory where you're doing stuff you don't like you're not really aligned you're not feeling like you're on purpose and so then we start to focusing on okay how do we make sure that you're on the right journey not just that you're on the journey but you're on the right journey so you feel mm-hmm. aligned and that you're focusing on the right thing and so when it comes to time Anyone who studied productivity or has any book, who has read any book on productivity or time management has heard about the whole idea of that time is non-renewable, meaning you cannot get it back. Once it's spent, it's, it's gone forever, right? We can always make more money, but we cannot make more time necessarily in the sense that it's a non-renewable resource. And so it's one of the most valuable currencies that we own. And when you really, it's, it's one thing to hear about it, but it's another thing to really understand it and grasp it. And oftentimes people who don't study this topic whatsoever, they oftentimes, they're, the way they understand it is when they have kids, for example, then they realize, oh, wow, like all this time that I have is all of a sudden gone, right? Um, and then also maturity. A lot of times after the age of like 35, like 37, people start to kind of understand their mortality. And that's when they realize, oh, like my time on earth is, you know, not unlimited. Like there's very limited time that I have. Uh, and then also when you see your kids growing up really fast and so on, you start to realize like, okay, I don't have that much time in my life. So I need to figure out a way to create this time for myself to do the things I want to do, right? And so a lot of people who get a little bit earlier on this journey start to realize, okay, if time is really non-renewable and it's one of the most important currencies that I have, what do I do with it then? And then we open this Pandora's box where you can go, okay, uh, what do I need to do to create more time? Because oftentimes when we're younger, we have all the energy and the health to do the things we want to do. And we have oftentimes way more time then we realize and we don't use it the white right ray. And then as we go older and we have kids and, and so on, we actually want to reverse. Now we 
don't have the energy to do the stuff we want to do, but we actually wish we had more time. So it kind of starts mm-hmm. to flip around, interestingly enough. And so uh, I think the early you can kind of prepare yourself, the better off you are in the future. And so if there's anyone listening right now, you go, oh, I wish I had more time. Uh, how do I create more time? Like, I think today's topic is going to be really good for you. So, so how do we create more time? <laughs> Yeah, so there's a couple of things that I recommend people start off with is uh, the boring approach. And this is not something what I recommend most people start off with, but this is how I started off was to to kind of track what you do on a typical day and do that for about a week or so. So you would track like every 15 minutes or every 30 minutes, like what you did, and you can keep like a paper sheet. And over the course of a week, when you look at it, you can kind of tally stuff up and see, okay, I spent nine hours at work, four hours with my kids, three hours doing X, Y, and Z, running errands or sleeping or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. And now you can kind of have this budget in place, kind of like how we do that in personal finance, where you create a budget in place, you can go, okay, this is where my money went. This is how I'm going to cut costs, right? And figure out a way to save more money so I can buy my dream home in the future. And now I kind of have a plan going forward. And you can do the same thing with time. And so you can create a time budget. You can say, okay, let me take an inventory of all the things I've done in the past week. And I notice if I'm being really honest with myself that I spent three hours on Instagram every single day. And you go, hmm, what if I spent maybe just 45 minutes on Instagram and use the other time for the other things that I want to do? What, what kind of impact would that make on my life then? Right? And now you can start to negotiate with yourself and say, okay, Maybe I should only spend 45 minutes on Instagram. And the way to do that then is to only check it during lunch and maybe right before I go to bed or something. And now you start to think about, okay, what are all the habits that I need to create around this, right? So taking an inventory of where your time went, I think is a great way to go about it. Um, the easier approach, though, that I think makes it more accessible for most people mm-hmm. is this assumes that you use a calendar is to look at your calendar and just see, you know, Um, how can I create my ideal schedule? And so if you look at your calendar, how can you create your ideal schedule where you go, okay, I want to have like some time in the morning for myself. I want to have some time for working out. I want to have some time with, you know, playtime with the kids. I want to have time for myself in the evening. Like what does your ideal day look like? And if you can answer that question, then you can start designing your own ideal day. And then oftentimes you'll budget in your own way how you're going to make that work. And uh, when you start to focus on the path of, okay, I'm going to create my ideal day. Guess what? If you string that for two days in a row, three days in a row, four days, five, six, seven days in a row, all of a sudden you have an ideal week and you just do this multiple times and then you have an ideal month. And then an ideal year over time. And now it's not going to be perfect every single day, obviously. But the whole idea is start off with just creating an ideal day and string along as many days as you can so that over time you start to live the life that you really want. And then time, how you allot it, will then take care of itself. I have to be honest with you. I thoroughly enjoy the boring approach. The number one, you know, for for my listeners right now, I I know y'all are like, oh yeah, I'm going to go ahead and just create my ideal schedule. I think that's really important. I think it is good to really allow ourselves to imagine and dream because, you know, from childhood, right? We've been told you're going to do this. You're going to do this. You're going to do this. Our thinking and our imagination has literally been stunted since we were children, right? Uh, When to speak up, when to go to the bathroom, you know, just everything. And, and, And that even, you know, um, infiltrates into our adult life. If you're working for somebody, right? 
you're told when you can go on vacation, you're told when you can take a potty break, right? So I think it's really important first to identify how am I spending my time? So for everyone listening, I know that may not sound like the funnest approach, but I think if you try that for a week, right, then you can really look at where you're spending your time. And I love what you said, Tan, because then you can look at where you're spending your time and then ask yourself, what would I rather be doing during this time? Like, you know, like, oh shit, I spent fucking three hours on Instagram. Who needs to be doing that? Maybe I need to be socializing in real life instead of socializing, you know, behind a a phone screen. Right. And then from there, really looking at creating that ideal structure and that ideal schedule. Let me ask you this with people that you've worked with. What do you think gets in the way for both entrepreneurs and nine to fivers, right? When it comes to sitting down and creating the ideal schedule, what gets in the way of people really creating their ideal schedule? Because it sounds like fun. I've done this before. I'm, I'm happy to say I do have a life where I, I've completely designed it. Like I, I do what I want when I want. Um, but what do you think gets in the way based on the fact that you're one of the top thought leaders in productivity? What gets in the way of people creating their ideal schedule? I think there's a couple of things there that I've seen. One is they go for something that's unrealistic, mm-hmm. right? So they're big dreamers and I love big dreamers and I love the people who are really enthusiasts and whenever they pay, whenever there's a thought in their head and they want to create it in reality, they just go to action right away and make stuff happen and figure out along the way, like through trial and error, how it's going to look like. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of people also, as a result of that, if they fail one time, they immediately just give up and say, okay, this is not, working this is not meant to be right and uh, this i've learned over time is a, is a process you have to refine over time it's like you start to create your own day you design it you try it out and if it doesn't work then you just go back and redesign it and maybe you just trim some stuff off here and there maybe you have to take some stuff off from your ideal ideal day so that you can actually make it something that's a little bit more feasible and actually realistic uh, so don't give up when you're designing it. So the first time you go for it, uh, it might be overpacked. It might be a little bit too much and that's okay too. And uh, if I had to give any sort of rule of thumb, I would say any sort of th- three outcomes you can accomplish in a day is always a good uh, benchmark to aim for. So if you said to yourself, you know, an ideal day for me would be to work out, uh, to read a book and to accomplish a major project or task at work like those are really good benchmarks Mm -hmm. and when you think about it if you did all those three things every single day you did a major task at work you exercised and you read a book like that's a really good day right and you can kind of create stuff yeah Yeah. that's a win and you can create stuff around that like spending time with your kids or um you know doing other things like hobbies or spending time with other people like depending on your life circumstances those three things could be different right so instead of reading a book maybe for you it could be like playtime with your children you mm-hmm. can swap it out and so just try to experiment it and don't give up when you just fail the first time because the first time won't be perfect uh, this is something that took me a few months to kind of figure out like what does my ideal day look like uh, and some days are going to be different because you might have certain commitments on Monday, but not on Tuesday. So it's just a refinement process over time. And when it comes to just getting started, it doesn't have to be all fancy. You can start with pen and paper. You don't have to have fancy tools or yes, like, have, thank you, you know, for saying that, you know, anything like crazy that you have to buy first and foremost. No, just to start with pen and paper and say, okay, typically I wake up at seven. Okay. Let's start there. Uh, if you're not an early riser, don't try to make yourself an early riser. You don't need that if that's not your ideal day, right? You don't think that early risers are better people. 
um, if you're not an early riser. Like if you typically wake up at 10, don't force yourself all of a sudden to wake up at five thinking that that's the ideal day. Like it's just not realistic to kind of like making 180 in that sense. I'm really so, happy that you said that because I think it's very easy to drink the Kool-Aid, right? And be like, oh, I'm I'm more productive because I wake up at five. But if your body naturally wants to get up at seven, I'm, I'm a 7 a.m. riser. Listen, I've tried. I can get up at five, but I'm already crashing by eight. If I get up at five by eight, nine o'clock, I feel manic. Like it feels weird. Like I, I feel uh, wired and tired and I don't like that feeling. So I naturally wake up at seven. I'm so happy that you said that because um, I think we, tr- we try to force ourselves to be something or someone that we're not because we've been conditioned to think that if you wake up at this time, for some reason, you're far more superior than the average person. And that's just not the case. Everyone operates differently. And so I'm really glad that you're saying that. Hey there, this is Vasavi and my membership community, Mind Your Own Business, is the official sponsor of the Being Human with Vasavi podcast. Have you been looking for a community of people who get you, who think like you, and who are determined to becoming the person they were born to be? I'm talking no fluff, direct, real, and a raw community of people who are open-minded and willing to be honest with themselves and be the ultimate creators of their own life then I'm inviting you to join my subscription-based membership community, Mind Your Own Business, a community of people who you can turn to, to seek insight from, and give back to. And I'll be there by your side, leading bi-weekly, monthly membership calls that'll get you inspired, motivated, and on fire to go after anything you want. Join today by heading over to VasaviKumar.com. You said that when it comes to creating your ideal schedule, oftentimes people try to get it perfect. They're unrealistic. I love the breaking it down into three outcomes. The, you know, whether it's like working out or you're moving your body, educating yourself, reading a book and doing one major task in your, in your business or your job. What else do you find gets in the way? The, the, the mindset of people who are trying to create this ideal schedule and then they find themselves kind of stopped against a wall. Let's take a quick break. Having been in therapy since the age of 12, I know firsthand just how powerful the process of finding the right therapist is. Going to therapy and talking things out with my therapist has made me happier, clearer, and most importantly, I have a plan for my mental health. I have tools to be able to communicate with others and also the tools to cope when life gets hard, which it does. So let me ask you a question. Is something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? Regardless if you have a clinical mental health issue like depression or anxiety, or if you're just a human who lives in this world who is going through a hard time, Therapy can give you tools to approach your life in a very different way. And that's why I'm excited to tell you about today's sponsor, BetterHelp. BetterHelp's mission is to make therapy more affordable and more accessible. And this is an important mission because finding a therapist can be really hard, especially when you're limited to the options in your area. BetterHelp is a platform that makes finding a therapist easier because it's online, it's remote, and by filling out a few questions, BetterHelp can match you to a professional therapist in as little as a few days. It's easy to sign up and get matched with the therapist. There's a link in my description. It's betterhelp.com forward slash Vasavi. That's betterhelp.com forward slash Vasavi. Clicking that link helps support this podcast, but it also gets you 10% off your first month of BetterHelp so you can connect with the therapist and see if it helps you. And because finding a therapist is a little like dating, if you don't really fit with that therapist, which is a common thing with therapy, you can easily switch to a new therapist at no additional cost without stress 
stressing out about insurance, who's in your network, or anything like that. I don't know where I would be without the help of therapy and my therapist, but I do know that life would feel that much harder. So if you're struggling, consider online therapy with BetterHelp. Click the link in the description or visit betterhelp.com forward slash Vasavi. Thank you again, BetterHelp, for supporting this podcast. Yeah, I think one thing that's missing oftentimes is creating habits around this. So it's one thing to say, okay, I'm going to think this up and say, this is what this will look like in my head, but then don't create the habits around it to to make that actually happen. So for example, if you said to yourself, okay, my successful day looks like I'm going to do one major task at work, uh, I'm going to read a book, and I'm going to exercise. Um, now, the more specific you can be with this, the more likely you will actually follow through and create habits around that. So if I just leave it up to chance and say, I'm going to work out today, but I don't really have it scheduled on my day, then chances are something will come up during the daytime. Something will come up uh, like an emergency or someone at work says, hey, Vasavi, could you do this for me? Uh, and then it makes it really hard to say no. And so when you can kind of like be specific with yourself and say, okay, I'm going to get this major task done before lunch. I'm going to work out maybe in the afternoon and I'm going to read a book uh, later in the day or before I go to bed. Now we're getting a little bit more specific and we can kind of hold ourselves accountable and say, hey, uh, it's lunchtime already. I haven't fully finished my task at work. Like I'm feeling like I'm a little bit behind now. And now we have something to work with, right? Whereas if we just said, okay, I'm going to get that task done sometime today, we can wait till the end of the day and then we can rush ourselves and maybe squeeze in a workout and then we feel a lot more stressed. Whereas if we kind of set parameters around what we're trying to accomplish, it makes it much easier to plan and to adjust as we need to throughout the day. And if you want to take it even a step further, yes. I would say be even more specific and say, hey, I'm going to get my task done by 10 a.m. I'm going to work out at 1.30 and I'm going to read a book at 6 o'clock. Like the more specificity we have, the more the follow through is likely to happen. And so uh, I always like to avoid ambiguity as much as possible in anything that we like to do because ambiguity makes it easy for us to procrastinate. You know, I always tell this to the women inside my hit published mastermind and um, mind your own business membership community. I always say, put it in your calendar, like write it down. If, it, if it's not in your calendar, it doesn't exist, right? For me personally, I have accountability um, for my personal training, right? I have skin in the game. I pay a certain amount of money a month and I work with my uh, trainer twice a week. And it's just having that level of accountability, but like having that set time, I just know in my head, nine o'clock, I'm going to be at athletic outcomes. And I recently got a Peloton thanks to our mutual friend, Shada, you know, uh, she has a soul cycle bike. And I was like, oh, I, you know, Tan, it's so funny. One of the, one of the most limiting beliefs that I've overcome in my life is I don't have the discipline to keep my word to myself when it comes to exercising. Right. I've always paid other people, which is great. I love that. I have a personal trainer that helps me with my uh, strength training, but I recently got a Peloton and I'm already observing that I can be accountable to myself. And it's, and I'm uh, treating my workouts on the Peloton. Like I treat my, um, 
training sessions with my personal trainer. So like in my calendar, I've scheduled in when I'm going to get on the Peloton. That is my accountability to myself, right? Because if it's just a thought in your head, you know how many thoughts we have a day? You know what I mean? Like if it's just a thought in my head, like, oh, I should get on the Peloton sometime today. It ain't going to happen. It's not going to happen. But when I put it down in my calendar, what I'm, what I'm essentially putting out into the ether is this is just as important as this interview right here that I'm recording. Getting on the Peloton is just as important as working with that client, right? And so treating ourselves with the same attention, giving ourselves the same attention and energy that we give other people is really kind of what I hear is the underlying messaging in what you're saying. I think what you're saying there is uh, really true in the sense that it's one thing to have a thought. It's another thing to make a commitment. And I really like the way you kind of phrase that because, you know, there's a lot of studies out there on goal setting and goal accomplishment. And one of the things they have found is that people who write down their goals are more likely to succeed than those who don't. And it's the difference in having a thought about having a goal and actually making a commitment to it. Because when you write it down, you're essentially making a commitment to yourself to say, I'm going to accomplish this rather than just having thousands of thoughts there that you kind of have to like declutter and figure out like what's actually important and what's not. When you write it down, you, you made it important for yourself now. And so putting it on your calendar is another great example of that. And that's something I like to do too. So every Sunday when I'm sitting down at home, uh, I'll spend about an hour just planning my week and making all the commitments that I'm trying to accomplish that particular week. And so just like on a daily schedule, I like to commit to like three things I really like to accomplish to make myself uh, feel productive that day. Uh, I like to do the same thing on a weekly level and say, okay, for this upcoming week, here are like three things that I want to accomplish this particular week. And if I can do those three things, I know I had a really productive week. And then I'll look at that every single week and go, okay, did I hit my three things? And if I did, great. I had a really productive week. I feel really good about myself knowing that I'm getting one step closer to my goal. And then every day is like a new opportunity to kind of like make adjustments and get closer to that. And so the more clarity you have about your goal, and especially if it's written down and it's something you can see every single day, the more your mind will just figure out ways to like accomplish that goal and to go after it and look for ways to uh, like make that dream or that vision come true. And our brains are really smart in the sense that if we're thinking about something all the time, like you're thinking about like, man, I want to lose weight. I want to look really good. You start to look for opportunities to be like, okay, I need a Peloton bike. I need Mm -hmm. to hire a trainer. Oh, I have 15 minutes right now. Let me just go for a walk real quick. Like you'll just find ways to maximize it, right? Just like when you're parents and your kids are the most important thing, you'll find ways to drop them off at school. You'll find ways to take them home. You'll find ways to spend more time with them. Like all of a sudden, that priority will figure out a way to make it onto your calendar and you'll renegotiate stuff. You'll say no to things and so on. And so extrapolating from all of this even further, if you want to make time for something or you want to find time for something, the big idea really is the more you know what your main priorities are or your goals, the easier it is to make time or find the time to do the things that you want to get done. I hear uh, you saying priorities and, and, and I immediately think of core values, right? What do you value the most in your life? And so it's so true, right? We can, we can learn a lot about ourselves by how we spend our time and where we spend our money. You know, we, all you have to do is like track your time or look at your bank statements and you can tell, oh, wow, I really enjoy uh, eating out because I spent a lot of my money on eating out. You know, I'm just saying like you can you can look at where your values are, where your priorities are by look by tracking your time and how you spend your money. And so uh, I'm curious to know 
for you, Tan, what do you absolutely love spending your time, your energy and your attention on? What are, what are your top few things that you, that you love spending your time, your tea on? <laughs> yeah. Um, I have four personal values that I really live up to. So one is saving time. Like mm -hmm. I know of the four values, like those four things, if I do them consistently and I feel aligned with them, I feel really good about myself. So like saving time, um, having unique experiences, uh, transparency, and then progress. So if I feel like I'm making progress in my life, whether it's like in dating, whether it is at work, whether it's my goals, uh, with my money, like anytime I see progress there, I feel really good about my life. Mm. And so anytime I think about how I'm going to design my week or design my day, I like to refer back to those core values and say, okay, how do I live up to those core values as much as possible? And I'll find things to do and activities that kind of align with that. And so um, I love eating out, right? Mm -hmm. I, that's one of my favorite things to do, especially the more unique experience, the better. And it doesn't have to be expensive. Yeah. Um, I love to travel and that's kind of related to that. I love saving time. So I'm always looking for ways to do things a little bit better, more efficient, to automate stuff, right? Which is part of my job. Um, and so I'm very fortunate to be able to have a business or have a life that I can do work that I'm passionate about, but also lives up to my own personal values as well. And then um, when it comes to just like progress, I'm always looking and working towards my goals. So like um, whether it's a fitness goal right now, this year is a big focus for me. Uh, and that's how we kind of like start hanging out a little bit more too, like around fitness and, and stuff like that. Um, I'm always you working towards said like, transparency. Okay. You also said transparency. Yeah. Transparency, meaning like having interesting conversations with people mm -hmm. and like working with people on their problems and like being able to share with them and like uh, having the ability to be vulnerable. And I'm not saying like, Oh, I want to be vulnerable all the time. Uh, what I am saying is when I have quality time with people, then it allows for that to happen and to kind of like share what I've known and learned over time to be able to, you know, help them out. Um, so it's very much more of a quality time and giving aspect in that sense, rather than just like, Oh yeah, I'm trying to be transparent here. Like I'm trying to be vulnerable. <laughs> it's not like that. It's more about like quality time with people and like sharing wisdom and lessons and stories. Uh, and, and I feel like the more I can open up that way, the more I can contribute to other people's lives. I will say, having met you uh, in one of your unique experiences that you created, you and um, Tim, I can say that that definitely feels like a core value of yours. I feel like when you're when you're aligned with your values and you're and you're living them, you can you could see it in real life. And I I, I remember coming to the to the Skyline Dinner uh, in Austin, Texas, and I was just like, this is amazing to me who does this and i just i it all makes sense now right like it i mean it made sense to me back then but just kind of hearing you say it and having experienced one of your unique experiences it's very clear that this is one of your top priorities um and your core values i also really i really resonate with this when you said saving time one of the questions that i'm always asking myself with anything whether it's like scheduling out all my social media or scheduling out all my emails because like i don't like spending my time weekly doing that stuff I would rather, you know, take a few weekends out of the month and just batch create everything and like focus in and be like, I'm, I've, I've shared this before with some of the, uh, some of the women that I'm working with right now, I'm all scheduled out until April 1st. I don't have to even be on social media if I don't want to, unless I'm, you know, uh, responding to a DM or, or co comments because like my core value is not to be on social media, right? Like it really is to just be able to live and have that freedom to do what I want 
not and have connection, real life connection. So I love that you said saving time because I'm always thinking about how can I do this faster? How can I do this more efficiently? And I, you know, I've had to learn not to skip some steps, but if I can find a way to skip a step, but still be efficient, I would say that that's solid gold right there. But usually, you know, it, it is trial and error. It's really finding what works for you and, uh, f- you know, knowing who you are and finding what works for you, because what works for you, Tan, may not work for everybody. But I think what I hear you saying in this conversation is like, be patient with yourself and don't try to be perfect, right? It's really not about being perfect. It's finding what works for you. Yeah, progress is always better than perfection. That's uh, that's kind of a motto that I've always taken on personally. And I'm the type of person that if I walk to the grocery store a few times a month, I will always take a different path to figure out which route is the most efficient. So mm. if you ever like going to work, whenever I had a corporate job when I was living in LA, I would take different routes just to get to work, just to figure out like, okay, during this time of the day, what's the most efficient way to get home or to go to work? And I would, you know, kind of like in my head, like, all right, I'm going to measure like what time I left and what time I arrived. Uh, so I'm always looking for ways to do things a little bit more, you know, efficient in that sense. And what you were saying there is something that reminds me about, you know, what might work for me might not work for you. And it's the whole idea of self-awareness. And I think self-awareness is like the ultimate productivity hack. The more you understand yourself, your own personality, your own traits, your own tendencies. Mm-hmm. I think that's why all these personality tests are really interesting and helpful, whether it's DISC, Colby, Myers-Briggs, all these different personality tests that are out there. The more you understand them and how you maximize yourself, the more productive you are as a person and the more productive you'll become. So for example, uh, I'm someone who is very much a planner, right? Like I like to be able to know like one step ahead of time, like what's, what's going to happen. But as a result, I'm someone who's very slow at starting things. Like I like to know that there's a plan and that there's something like after step one, two, and three, there's something coming ahead that I know that I can anticipate. So I'm typically good at planning, but I'm very slow at starting (laughs) things. However, uh, I have other people in my company who are extremely fast. Like I call them quick start because it's one of the things that they test in Colby. And so you tell them one idea and they just go, they get started right away. They don't know all the steps. They don't necessarily need to know like every single detail. They just know like, okay, this is what we're trying to do. Let's just get started right away. And they get you know stuff done right away. Uh, it's a very different approach than I am, but that, they understand how that stuff works, right? And so when we're in crunch time and we need to hit a deadline, I'm rallying those people to be like, okay, let's make sure we get stuff done and make sure we're, you know, uh, on track to, to hit our deadlines. And then my, I know my strength is not being in that position because that stresses me out. Like I don't feel good about that, but they feel great because the more, uh, under you know stress they are the more they feel creative that's when like a lot of genius stuff happens for those kinds of people right whereas i'm like okay i like to be a strategic tactician and just say okay this is what we're trying to do for the next month or for the next quarter let's start on these major initiatives and then everyone can kind of like rally in the same direction whether you're a slow starter or a quick starter um so self-awareness is just really important That, I mean, honestly, we could end the interview right here because that is the best mic drop nugget. Uh, I I wrote down self-awareness is the ultimate productivity hack. And it's so true. My my tagline in my business is when you know yourself, you can be, do, and create anything you want, right? When you know yourself and you know how you operate. I just recently got my uh, human design type. I'm a generator. uh, And knowing this about myself has, I, I already knew I know myself very, very well. It's just another layer of like, hmm, 
hmm, okay, I okay, I, I I see where I need to wait to respond, right? Because I am a quick starter. Um, it has uh, helped me in a lot of ways in my business because I don't wait to be unafraid to do something. I just do it. Um, and so what I've had to learn is have people in my life that I can uh, talk to, you know, different confidants and stuff like, hey, what do you think about this idea? Just bounce it off of somebody. And I, and I realized so much about this is the reason why I created my membership community. It's not so much about getting validation and approval. I, what I learned about myself is I trust myself through and through. Like I am my own guru, right? But I find that when I'm about to start an idea or I, I have something, it, it, it helps me with my energy flowing just to bounce it off of somebody smart, right? Somebody who gets it, somebody who's maybe walked a few steps ahead, somebody who understands, you know, internet marketing, you know, internet marketing, service-based entrepreneurship. Just when I just can just talk it out with someone that I'm like, okay, great. Um, and that really has boiled down to me knowing myself, right? Like um, I used to date a guy who uh, processed everything internally, everything internally. Okay. And I'm the kind of girl that just wants to talk it out because uh, I, I don't know, I, I, you know, was in therapy at the age of 12. I'm used to talking stuff out like all the time and it, it posed a little bit of a problem, but as I've gotten older and just kind of reflected back on my previous relationships, I noticed that I've often attracted uh, men in my life who uh, process things internally. And I just, I've just come to realize like, that's okay. That's okay too, right? Like we all have our ways of processing things um, and doing things. And once again, just kind of uh, emphasizing kind of what you're saying. It's not about perfection. It is about process and just knowing yourself. I, I do have to ask you a question that has nothing to really do with productivity a little bit. Uh, do you find that knowing that you are a planner and you like to know the next step, next step, when it comes to your relationships, would you want to be with someone who's just like you? I'm just curious to know, because here on the Being Human with Philosophy podcast, we talk about everything. So I'm just curious to know, do you need someone to like to date someone just like you? Uh, I've dated a lot of different people and I can uh, with confidence say that I don't like dating the same type of person that I am because uh, yeah. I think there's too much overlap. I, I I like to think that the other person is very complimentary to me and is very understanding of it, but not the same. So for example, uh, I am dating someone right now who is a very high quick start. Like she loves to be able to do stuff right away. Mm -hmm. And I like that in the sense that because I'm a, a slow quick starter in that sense, if I suggest an idea, it's something I've already thought about, like maybe a day ahead of time or even a few days. I kind of let it simmer a little bit. And then when I was ready, I was going to then express it to her. But then because she hears it for the first time, even though I've been thinking about it for many times, I think it's a good idea. But she hears it for the first time. She goes, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. Let's go ahead and do it. And then stuff happens and then we're both happy. Right. But uh, the opposite is also true in the sense that if she suggests something to me, like, hey, let's go ahead and do this. I have to like process that a little bit earlier and say, OK, mm -hmm. let me think about this for a moment. Um, and so sometimes we kind of go with the flow and, you know, it's uh, it's it's a it's that kind of dynamic. I think that makes it a little bit more fun rather than if I was a planner and she's very much a planner, too. Uh, I don't think there's that much level of excitement because there's just too much commonality. I love that. I just, I just wanted to hear that as somebody who, you know, I'm, I'm always curious. I mean, I don't know why I never became a, a marriage and family therapist. I mean, I, I became a therapist, but I never specialized in uh, like marriages and relationships. I'm always fascinated to know, like, as far as your personality type, would you rather be with someone who's just like you or not like you? And what, what are, you know, what have you found? How have you navigated any differences in relationships? I swear, I, I, um, 
should have become like a relationship therapist. I should have, but Hey, here we are on the being human philosophy podcast. And we're talking about productivity. I think it all really does boil down though, to the, the, the most important relationship you'll ever have is the one that you have with yourself. So, um, Tan, I really want my audience to keep listening to you and to keep learning from you. So where is the best place for them to learn from you? Yeah, so we have a podcast called The Productivity Show. So if you just look that up, you'll find us there by Aging Efficiency. And if you want to find out more, we also have a newsletter that we mm -hmm. uh, send out every single week on with productivity tips and strategies. So you can just go to agingefficiency.com and sign up there. Thank you so much, Tan, for being here. This was such an enlightening conversation. I know you're right here in Austin, Texas. I hope to see you soon in real life. Um, and I just want to say thank you again for being on here. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to the Being Human with Vasavi podcast. For even more inspiration and motivation to be the person you were born to be, grab my free guide on the 10 must-have habits of ultra-confident women over at vasavikumar.com forward slash guide. If you got some golden nuggets from today's episode, which I have no doubt you did, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast and leave a heartfelt review. And remember, when you know yourself, you can be, do, and have anything you want. If you love today's episode, then say it out loud. Subscribe, leave a review, and come say hi over on Instagram at my name is Vasavi. Until next time, say it out loud.